Greetings. Hello, everybody out there on the internet. Welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, alongside Tyler, as always. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? You know, uh, we're doing this over the internet this week, which yes. is a thing, but it also allows us to do things like drink while doing the show, at least for me. I, I'd have to drive afterwards. And then we're yeah. going to play some Apex Legends after we're done recording this podcast. I actually played not too long before this podcast, like three hours ago, and got a win. Nice. Yeah, with randos again. Nice. Uh, I was playing as Lifeline, the healer character whose mm-hmm. ultimate drops a supply crate, which turned out to be super useful because it dropped like it dropped uh, golden sights for our weapons, and wow. that, uh, that helped us on our way. I, I had six kills that match, uh, more right than on. the other two players on my team combined. Uh, but we managed to win. It was, nice. it was good. I, uh, I, I've only been able to play two games of that since uh, we last talked. And the, the one, I was on a pretty solid team, and we were doing good, but we ended up just getting uh, ambushed and kind of pinned, uh, which was unfortunate because we took a lot of dudes out. But the, the next one was just hilarious. I was the jump master and I dropped us at that bunker yeah. that we like to drop at. And there was another team there, um, but I think they went a different direction. We got in there pretty quick and there was another team all the way on the other end working their way towards us. So we ended up getting into a fight in the corridor there and two of my dudes went down, but two of their guys went down. So I'm like, okay. And I see the other one that's left and we're like staring at each other basically. But I don't know if they were either out of ammo or they didn't truly see me. I, I don't really know. I was totally out of ammo and all I had was a pistol and my health wasn't really that great. So I'm like, whatever. And it's kind of a, I don't know if you've noticed, it's a little bit of an issue with the game where like people leave a lot. Yeah. Um, so my two teammates left already. I'm like, cool, whatever. Um, so I'm like, at this point I'm totally screwed. So I literally ran after this character or this, uh, other player and literally just punched them in the back of the head and they went down immediately. Awesome. <laughs> it was so epic. It was the most, ep- I should have saved it actually. Cause I literally just ran through those doors and went bam, straight in the back of the head. I don't know if like, if melee damage, depends on your character or your movement speed or anything but i was so excited that i took them out it was it, honestly it's probably my favorite kill i've gotten in the game so far <laughs> just because it was so funny yeah i ended up getting jumped by a team of three and lost so that sucks yeah three it, on one, not the best <laughs> yeah none of us went down during my win and i I surprisingly killed four people with equipment, like thermal thermal grenades, frag grenades, wow, uh, that that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was catching people holing up in buildings and just tossing a thermal grenade and a frag grenade in there and getting kills. So yeah, it's there are a lot of different ways to play that game, and it's still very early, and I haven't I haven't necessarily found my character. I've just been shopping around all the different characters, trying to learn them all. Mm-hmm. 
yeah yeah it's a it's a really good game so far yeah. I'm, I'm really itching to get back to it mm-hmm. that's why i suggested skyping so we can just play the game all night <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's that's definitely something to look forward to um have you had time to play video games i we're recording this on a friday because you've been very busy and you will be yeah. busy for a lot of the month uh, i um I got to play some Assassin's Creed Odyssey over the weekend, the past weekend. Um, just kind of trucked along with that game. Uh, I'm definitely knocked out a lot of story quests in it, and a lot of them were cool. Basically, I had to just assassinate a bunch of guys and uh, typical Assassin's Creed stuff, you know? Uh, but barreling towards that finish line, I also uh, competed in the Olympics in that game which was fun. Uh, a little disappointing, but fun at the same time. Um, so I played that and just some more Kingdom Hearts 3. I finished the Tangled World, which was okay to me, only because I've never seen Tangled at all. So it kind of, the story was a little meaningless to me. Um, the world is beautiful, but I wish you had a map to explore it. So now I'm in Toy Story. And Toy Story is interesting, for sure. Uh, it's a little... It, it, like Kingdom Hearts. Like, Kingdom Hearts always suffers from the pacing of the games. Like, they never get to the point. And there's so many things in the Toy Story world so far that I'm like, just get to the point. But I think I'm getting towards the end, or at least it feels like it. I'm about to go take somebody out and... Uh, but it is cool to see Woody and Buzz Lightyear and Rex and and Ham. Like they are cool. The visuals are neat. They make you feel like you're in that world. The music's cool. Um, it is neat to be in there. Um, I just wish the story would pick up the pace a little bit in this world. But so I'll probably finish that this weekend and move on to the next one. But those are kind of the only things I really did besides also play just a little bit of Apex Legends. Mm. Um, so kind of the same old stuff, but they're also some pretty big games. So, All right, all right, all right. Well, I've been a little bit busy playing games. Uh, I didn't talk about it last week, but I did finish Life is Strange 2 Episode 2. And I think it's better than the first episode. And it's it deals with it definitely shifts a lot of the story and in, in, in tone. It's a lot more about dealing with the supernatural element that's in this game and uh, how that changes the relationship between uh, Daniel and Sean. Um, but yeah, it's I, I think it's great. I they keep leaving the these episodes on cliffhangers, and I, I guess I should expect it from an episodic game, but man, I just can't wait to keep playing it. And I, I think you're doing the smart thing and waiting to until all of them are out. But yeah, God, I, I yeah, just, that's, that's I'm just my loving plan. it. Uh, this one does intersect with uh, the prequel game. Well, the to this, eh, it's not not a prequel. It's a different, the uh, it, the Adventures of Captain Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it, it uh, interacts with some of those characters. And yeah, I I don't know, man. It's just I I find it to be one of the better stories in games. Right. I mean, the first one definitely was, and then before the storm was equally as good. So I I have no doubts that two is 
just as good. I, I'm I'm waiting because I kind of enjoyed that about the first game where uh, I had just all the episodes to play all at once and could tackle it at my own pace instead of having to wait months and months because I feel like they're taking a little bit longer to yeah, put these they episodes are. out than, than the first season. Yeah, um, but I, I feel like these uh, episodes are a little bit longer than last season's episodes. This one was about three hours. I got you. And I kind of okay. remember the other episodes being like one and a half to two hours for the yeah. previous games. Yeah, definitely. Are the trophies, is kind of a weird question, are the trophies uh, fun to get in this one? Um, It's more like... Is it similar? It's similar. Um, this is about collecting souvenirs. So you go and find objects within the levels, and it, yeah, some of them have a puzzle behind them on how to get them. Uh, it, I'll have to go back and eventually I'll platinum this, but then again, I haven't gone back and platinum, uh, before the storm yet. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, other than that, uh, I've played some games that aren't on PlayStation that have been taking up a lot of my time because they're just relaxing and those are the kinds of games I'm into right now. Just games I can relax and maybe watch TV or something. I've been playing Astroneer, which it came out of early access. It's kind of a base-building uh, survival sim kind of thing. Uh, you, you're in this solar system with different planets that have different resources, and you're, and you're uh, building up your base while, uh, doing, while bringing back research items to upgrade your tech tree so you can build different things that'll help you get further. Uh, so it, it's got a nice little loop there. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It is available on Xbox as well as PC, which is where I'm playing it. Um, and yeah, that's pretty good. Another PC yeah. game. Actually, there's two more PC games I started uh, playing. Uh, one of them was House Flipper, which oh is a very mindless game where you just... Uh, <laughs> There's a checklist, and you click on things to complete the checklist, kind of. Yeah. You're just re uh, redoing stuff in houses, and f you're flipping houses, man. You're buying them cheap, fixing them up, and selling them. But yeah. Nice. It's, it's pretty mindless. It's just something I do while I'm watching TV or something. Yeah. I'm surprised that game isn't on PS4. Yeah, it seems like it would work there. It's, I mean, it would be a little bit slower to work with, but time is never an issue with that game. You right. don't, there aren't really strict time limits, at least not what I've seen. Uh, yeah, I put it on the list. <laughs> I, I who's in charge of that? Geo Corsi or some someone up there? Yeah, hashtag build, build the list. Yeah, house flipper. <laughs> uh, the other game I played, and Tyler, don't laugh. It's another RPG. It's Tyranny. Oh the one that Obsidian and Paradox work together to make. Yeah. Uh, you play as this... You play as... Oh, wow. What's his name? He's... It's not... Oh, man. You're, you're, some, you're an important person in the ranks of this evil empire, and you're you're, they've basically conquered the entire continent, and they, they're, conquer they're uh, working on—it starts off, you're finishing off the last area, and the beginning of the game is interesting. You make a—it's a series of choices to determine how the different factions will uh, 
relate to you at the beginning of the game. Um, and then you, and then it starts after the conquest, a few years after when eventually there's a rebellion and you're sent to quell the rebellion and all that stuff. But yeah, it's it's interesting playing as a quote unquote bad guy working for the evil empire. Yeah. Uh, I'm finding it very, very cool, very interesting. It plays a lot like Pillars of Eternity. Uh, I'm just, I'm enjoying it a lot. It has good music. It has cool combat. It has that cool combat system that I like, uh, the active combat where you can pause and unpause. Yeah, it's... It's great. And there are games like that coming to console. I don't think Tyranny is on that list of games that are coming to console, but I wouldn't be surprised if it does eventually. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised it isn't on consoles already because it's a few years old at this point. Yeah, especially considering that Pillars of Eternity and Pillars of Eternity 2 are both on console. Yeah. Tyranny seems like kind of an exception, but that might just be due to the deal they have with Paradox. And Paradox is finally putting Stellaris... On console, I think they did that a, a week or two back. Still, mm-hmm. or they gave it a release date. I'm not sure if it's out yet. Uh, but Stellaris is coming out on console, which is the first thing I think Paradox has put out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd yeah. be interested to see if they do put that out on consoles because I think it's. I personally like it more than Pillars of Eternity. Well, the art style is really cool from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Obsidian's just fantastic at art. Yeah, and it's gonna really be are. it's gonna be interesting to see what Obsidian does for Microsoft. It's oh, absolutely. That's that is like I my imagination takes me to places. And yeah. Imagine hmm. Okay, imagine a classic RPG in the style of uh, of uh, Pillars of Eternity or Tyranny in the Halo universe, and you have a squad of Spartans. Who have different abilities because they made new suits. That could be neat. I, I do wonder. My only thing with that is that Microsoft really needs new IP. And yes, yeah. that would be a different take on Halo, which could be cool, but they, they really need new IP. I, I'm curious if it's going to be. Is it going to be more like Tyranny or Pillars of Eternity, or is it going to be more like The Outer Worlds? You know? Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. I I think it really depends on how well The Outer Worlds does. There's a lot of stuff out there on, uh, I think Game Informer put a bunch of stuff out there. Mm-hmm. It was part of their magazine cover. I think that's for March, right? Is their March yep. cover? Yep. So yeah, they're they're doing a lot of stuff with that. Um, yeah, I from the early rumblings, I've heard it. it's actually a lot smaller in scope than many people are like hyping it up to be. Yeah, which I love. Yeah, I, I think I'm, that's a cool I'm, idea. I'm on board for that, too. Yeah, I think I saw 15 to 40 hours is what they're estimating, mm-hmm. which yeah. is fine by me. That's, like, one thing I liked about, like, the South Park RPGs is they're just, like, 10 or 12-hour games. You're in and you're out. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... The future is bright for Obsidian, and they... I don't think there's an Obsidian game that I don't like. That I all of the ones that I've played, I think I, I've pretty much enjoyed every single thing that I've played from them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's um, that's enough for games that aren't available on PlayStation yet. I'm sorry. Uh, 
I've also been playing Apex Legends, of course. Uh, Destiny 2, uh, they're having their um, Crimson Days event right now, uh, but I don't have a doubles partner. Hmm. Uh, maybe if we get tired of Apex, we can hop on that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm up to like 621 wow. power level, so I could definitely start doing the uh, the Black Forge stuff. I'm pretty much caught up. Like, the, the cap is 650. Yeah. So, it, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm going to ever keep pace with the cap, but I'm going to be in, up there ready to play the, the uh, content they put out. Yeah. Oh, boy. Man, I'm just trying to rack my brain. There's a lot. I've been playing a lot of things. I've been doing Rocket League on and off. been doing Call of Duty on and off. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of games. Yeah, it's a good Shit. time to be playing games because there's a lot for sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to waste any more time trying to remember what I've played because if I'm not remembering it now, it's probably not necessarily worth talking about. Uh, so let's stick with PlayStation stuff here as we roll over into the news. There's some restructuring happening over at PlayStation as Jim Ryan takes over as head of Sony Interactive Entertainment. Jim Ryan, you might remember, as being the guy who doesn't understand why people want to play old games. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't really know about this. I mean, look, I'm sure he's done uh, some great things because otherwise, why would uh, they let him take this position? And I'm sure he can do great things, um, but he's also just made some really just dumb comments. He honestly um, needs he needs a press. Per, he needs like a PR rep to like <laughs> talk for him. A hundred percent. Uh, he made some dumb comments about backwards compatibility. I know he did about like crossplay. You know, it's just he definitely needs to watch what he says a little bit more. Um, but um, so uh, John Kadera, who was uh, in uh, now Jim Ryan's position, um, which was previously Andrew House's position, left to uh, focus on a network experience. So maybe that PSN will get a little bit better. Maybe. We'll see. I, yeah. I'm curious when that uh, PSN name will roll out, change yeah. will roll out, and how, man. Because they've done a beta for that firmware, haven't they? To allow they PSN name changes. But they haven't released that firmware, which tells me... That it's really fucked. Yeah. Because if it was fine, if it worked, it would be out by now. Because they've done a test on it. But, man. It's going to be really disappointing if I can't change my name without sacrificing shit. Yeah. Ah, man. One thing I always remember when I think of Jim Ryan as well is, like, some of the... Um, like the Paris Games Week conferences that they did, because he usually oh, led God, them. Yeah. And he's not the most exciting guy to watch up on a stage. <laughs> I mean, most executives aren't, to, you know, just being very honest, but at least someone, you know, Sean Layden speaks a little bit better than Jim Ryan. I think he's just a little bit more entertaining to watch. Um, 
So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how much uh, publicity in, in public appearances that Jim Ryan maybe makes. Yeah, interesting. Maybe maybe this is why they're not going to E3. Nah, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, well, we got to put this guy up here and we can't have him speak. <laughs> yeah. So never yeah. mind. Um. Oh, well. Um, you mentioned Sean Layden uh, earlier. Uh, interesting because there was an interview with Sean Layden. Um, where he said they're open for business for cross-network play. And it turns out that that might not necessarily be true because there are developers out there who have done what Sean Layden has suggested and talked to the representatives. And they've been told no. So, I don't know what's up, man. Who's telling the truth? Sean Layden out here saying that, hey, we're open for business to allow people to do cross-network play. I don't know. Right. I, I, to me, it's... I, I think uh, business is open for people who have a lot of money. I think that's what it yeah, is. I think it depends on the size of the game, and but that's not really what Sean Layden's making this out to be. I, I read this whole Game Informer interview, and when I read that, I'm like, um, okay, you're definitely trying to spin this to make yourselves look a little bit better because you were so, uh, you said so many dumb things about it. It took a while for you to say anything and you've only really given into Fortnite and Rocket League, which are huge games, you know, and I, I get what Sean Layden's saying, but then when you have, you know, the CEO Chucklefish, uh, who just put out war group, say that we've made many requests for crossplay, both through our account manager and directly with the higher ups all the way up until release month. We were told no un- on no uncertain terms that it was not going to happen. Uh, from our side, we can literally toggle a switch and have it working. Of course, policy work might have been more complicated for Sony. And he says that it was it's just no. They they've been told no. Mm-hmm. Which is dumb <laughs> yeah i i imagine something has to change like we're either going to see a lot more um a lot more games go cross play or we're going to see it absolutely stop and sony be like okay we let fortnite and rocket league but nobody else they have to like there has to be some clarity here or it's just gonna keep getting worse and worse right yeah, like they have to be a lot more consistent with it. You if you're Sean Layden, you can't go out there and just say all this stuff and then have all these other developers turn around and say we've asked for it and we haven't been told yes. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Because to me, they're they're making it sound like like Microsoft and, and Nintendo, who are a lot more open to it, where you could probably just say, hey, can we do some crossplay? And they're like, sure, go for it. And and I find it funny that. Sean Layden says that everyone says it's a flick of a switch, but it's not. Uh, when literally every developer has been like, uh, yeah, it is. Now, for Sony, I'm sure it's a little bit slightly more difficult with, you know, maybe account management and purchasing through the consoles and all that stuff. I'm sure there's there's a little bit more details there with that but it it does crack me up that literally every developer has said that and some have even done it in the case of Fortnite a long time ago (laughs) yeah you know 
where they just were like, oops, sorry. We accidentally turned this on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. I man, I hope Apex Legends gets it. Yeah. That would be that would be pretty dope. Um I can see it happening for Apex Legends too. It's I, I think so. Yeah. With twenty five million players, I think I think you can probably swing that. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. And that that would be interesting because that that would be kind of a different case. Whereas like Fortnite is is epic and epic is a lot different than say EA, you know? So it would be interesting that if Apex Legends was to uh get crossplay, that would be kind of the first big publisher like that to get crossplay for any other titles. Yeah, yeah, and it would probably uh, open the doors for maybe to do more from EA if they've yeah. solved those problems internally. Yeah. I think Ubisoft is the publisher that I'm like, I think it makes sense for them to really try to push oh, for yeah. it with it's... a lot of their games because they have a lot of multiplayer-like games. Mm-hmm. Makes Absolutely. sense. All right. We're on Ubisoft, and you you've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I really think quick. Mm. Sorry, R- really quick before we move on. Did you read that Game Informer interview with Sean Layden at all? Uh, I've not really. I've read some okay. quotes from it, but because another quote that I just want to bring up really quick is that he goes into more detail on why they're not at E3 in 2019, and he basically flat out said that E3 is becoming irrelevant to them, which I thought was interesting because Sean Layden is on the board of the ESA. So he's, he's basically said that it's not, it's not a trade show anymore. It's becoming more of a consumer and fan event and they just need to figure out how to change E3 moving forward for the better. Um, and he was also saying that, you know, it, it used to be for retailers, but it's in June and that's too late for them to have conversations with their major retailers. Cause they usually do that in February. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought it was interesting that <laughs> Sean Layden comes out and says, yeah, it's kind of not a big deal to us, but he, he ended it by saying just because we're not at E3 in 2019 means that we won't be there in 2020, which I can see them being there in 2020. Right. But I just, I thought that was interesting. Mm. All righty. Tyler, you've been busy playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but I think they might be putting out content faster than you can complete it. <laughs> a, little, a little bit. Um, uh, so there's a February update going out on the 26th. You'll be able to play New Game Plus, and there's added story content. The Deep Sea Hunter Naval Pack is also a thing. What? Huh. Sure. I guess you're going to fight sea monsters too, Tyler. Are you ready to fight some sea monsters? I know you yeah. fought a big old hog. Oh, I fought a big old hog. I went to fight another big old hog. This one whooped my ass. It's something about the big old hogs in Assassin's Creed Odyssey that are very difficult. Mm. This is also going to include a quest line called A Brother Seduction. And yeah, there's some brief story context over here there's a feud between two brothers in Corinthia and yeah it, you'll, I'm not going to go any further than that because I don't know any more than that 
Uh, it'll increase the level cap to 99. Tyler, what level are you? Uh, 45, so I'm almost at the cap now, which I believe is 50. Well, too fucking bad. So, They're going to yeah. raise it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this stuff's cool. Uh, New Game Plus, I could... I, I just... You know, New Game Plus for games like this, uh, The Witcher 3 is another great example of these just insanely huge games. And I'm like, I don't know if I could do it again. You know, because that first playthrough is so long and and, uh, great. Don't get me wrong, but damn, I I just couldn't imagine going through it again. But if you love it that much, I'm sure it's great. The the free content, you know, the free quest lines, I think it's a neat thing. You know, we saw The Witcher uh, do this, and I think... saw the job of stealing uh, a little bit from that one um what is good about them is that i feel like they're actually like well written i mean i said this a few weeks ago that uh they, they are well done so I'm, I'm looking forward to this one all right that sounds good um yeah. sticking here with ubisoft Oh, we're going to play a little game here. What four AAA titles are they going to release before March 2020? Um, oh, boy. Let's see. So we know The Division 2 is going to be one of them. And this is they announced this during an earnings call well, that they'd have four AAA games between April 2019 and March 2020. The uh, Division 2 Divi- comes out in March, so... Mm-hmm. So yeah. that doesn't count towards it. Right. Uh, Assassin's Creed's not going to be it because they're not releasing an Assassin's Creed this year. No. Uh, it's not probably, probably not a Far Cry. There's New Dawn coming out. Well, it's out now. Yeah. So I would hope not. <laughs> the likelihood is Watch Dogs. Yeah. But what beyond that? As a big AAA game, do you count um, Skull and Bones? I would. I think I would count Skull and Bones. I mean, that is a big AAA game. Uh, you know how well it does. You know who knows, but I, I think I would count that one. Um, Beyond Good and Evil Two is the other AAA game that Ubisoft has announced that I think is a little. I think uh, you'd be crazy I, to think that comes yeah. out within a year. I, I think you'd be. I think it. Man. I'm just trying to think like I could totally see beyond good and evil Two not even being a PS4 game. Mm. Now I know they've announced it and it's running on, on these consoles, but I don't know, man, I, I still feel like that game is pretty far away. Um, and if it does come out on PS4, it will absolutely be out on a PS5 for sure. I hope to God there's not another crew game because those have just been awful. The Crew 3 would not be a good game to release this year. Uh-oh. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I you was broke just, up a little bit. Yeah, uh, I lost you. Uh, I was just mentioning uh, it would not be smart to release a Crew game. The Crew. No. <laughs> it just would be... It would probably be uh, best to uh, just shelve that forever. I would agree. I would agree. Can you ever think about the crew two or the crew franchise in general and just how cool it could have been? Yeah, it could have been cool, but then I don't know. It just seemed like they were trying to do, they were trying to be edgy in the first one. 
And then they tried to do the do a flip and do like the social media thing on the second one. And I'm I feel like they never really had an identity. Yeah. Hmm. All right. What Uh, about Splinter Cell though? Is do you think we'll get a Splinter Cell at all? I I'm not sure if it's within the next year. I'd be stoked for it. I'd definitely check it out. I don't know. Yeah. I would like... Mm. It sucks. Well, Rainbow Six Siege is great, but it sucks that we're not going to get like a single-player campaign of Rainbow Six. Yeah. Like, any time while that game's still alive. Uh, oh, they'll put Ghost. out... A, okay, they'll put out a Pro Evolution Soccer. That's another one that's guaranteed. That's Konami, I'm pretty sure. Oh, shit. I... Yeah. I thought... Man, I forgot that was Konami. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, Just Dance 2020. Fuck, you're right. Just Dance. <laughs> what about... Now, not a PS4 game, but I could see this. A sequel to Mario and Rabbids. Oh, damn. I could see that happening. I don't know about next year. That might be a little too soon. Maybe, maybe in 2020, but... Do you think they, they call it Mario and Rabbids, or do they play with a different cast? That would be rad, too. I could be down for that. Like Donkey Kong. Just Donkey Kong. Mm. That's it. You get Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, Dixie Kong, and Cranky Kong on your team. That's it. And then the rapid versions of them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. About Link and Rabbids? Mmm... Me, I feel like Link in Zelda is a little too serious for rabbits. Okay, okay. I don't know. All right. How about mm, no? Well, then, mm. do you think they just turn Starlink into Star Fox? Because that seems like what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they should have done. Probably, probably would have sold better. All right. I bet that game really only sold on Switch, and that's about it. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I imagine we'll know every single AAA game releasing between April and March by E3. Uh. There's no use looking at that. We do know of another thing that's coming up. So. Hollow Knight was supposed to have a DLC, but Team Cherry have decided just to make it an entire game. Oh, shit. I believe it follows uh, Silk, which is a wasp, I believe. She's depicted in uh, Hollow Knight. Hornet. Hornet, okay. And yeah, it's, it's called Hollow Knight Silk Song. And, oh God, people are going to fucking love this. <laughs> it's great. I just think it's awesome that they uh, they ex- they thought this was going to be a DLC and then they found that it would be cool to make an entire game. Yeah. Um, and, it's get- and if you bought the DLC already, like, you're going to get this game. Yeah, which I think that's awesome as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- Very cool. Man. Hollow Knight's really good. I need to get back to it. I'd probably get lost going back to it because it's one yeah. of those games that you kind of have to play from start to finish or you'll right. lose, you'll kind of lose it. 
Yeah, I just Hollow Knight just its gameplay just did not click with me. I love everything else about it, but that gameplay just not really my jam, but I can totally get why someone would like it. And I think it's awesome that they're making a full blown sequel to this. They've announced that the game has sold two point eight million copies, which is fucking awesome. Mm. Yeah. I it's a it's a fantastic game. Yeah. Um, we probably already knew this, but there's going to be a Call of Duty in 2019. What? But what wow. we didn't know is that it will have a single-player campaign. This is coming. Pro- this is coming from uh, Activision's earnings call, uh, which we'll have a lot to talk about, um, especially from this character Rob Kostich, who is doing most of this presentation. But yeah, there's going to be. A Call of Duty game this year by Infinity Ward that will have a a single-player campaign. It'll have a co-op mode and, of course, multiplayer. Uh, I wonder, is, was it Infinity Ward that did that uh, other co-op mode? I forget what it was called. Oh, um, Spec Ops? Spec Ops, yeah. Was that Infinity yeah. Ward? Yes, that was okay. in the Modern Warfare games. Okay. Two and three. Yeah, I can't... Dude, my memory shot on that series. There's so many Call of Duty games. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be happening. Uh, but that isn't necessarily the biggest news coming from Activision this week. And of course, the biggest news can't be good news, Tyler. That would just be too fortunate. <laughs> um, so in 2018, Activision, Blizzard, uh, this whole company... Made record earnings. Yeah. In 2018. But unfortunately, they're being, they are uh, telling around 800 people that they don't have a job anymore. Now, whether they get, whether that's all restructuring and a lot of those people get rehired is unknown at this point. But that's still 800 people who don't know. What the fuck's happening with their lives going forward? Right. In a year where they make record profits, and I'm not sure if you saw this, and it's not necessarily a direct correlation, but it is something to kind of get mad about. Have you seen the executive bonuses over at a over at Activision Blizzard? Yes, and and they they make a lot of money. And it's it's quite disgusting, some of the bonuses that they get. Yeah, and it's just so unfortunate that they can't find the money to keep people on, isn't it? It's just... Absolutely. Hmm. And I'm not... I am an advocate for uni- unionization in the workforce, especially for video games, because it turns out that this happens way too often. And that doesn't necessarily solve the problem with executive pay, but it does guarantee that people will not get completely fucked over. And it does sound like that some people were offered a buyout early. Um, If they wanted to leave, they could leave and get a buyout. And it seems like full-time employees are getting their severance. uh, Contractors are not. Um, But, man, it's still a fucking bummer, man. Oh, absolutely. And I just think... Everything about this just can contradicts itself. Like you say you have record earnings, but yet you lay off 800 employees, but yet you give your new executive a $15 million 
like in bonuses for joining. Yet you say that you plan on reinvesting in development, promising a 20% increase in developers across King, Activision, and Blizzard over 2019. So what the fuck was the point in laying off all these people if you're just going to get more people to go to all three of these different companies? It's just none of this makes any sense at all to me. Yeah, it's it's a move that like at the top they don't have any regard for actual human lives that they're impacting. Definitely and all not. they care about is moving the numbers around. Yes. And what? that's it's it's yeah. very inhumane. And like they, they are not thinking about human beings up there at the top. Absolutely not. And the investors don't care either. And it's kind of an issue with video games, I think, over the past few years, especially just because of how the industry has exploded in terms of making money in some of these large companies with microtransactions and uh, mobile titles and loot boxes and all this stuff. It's like these companies are making a ton of money, yet they are expected to make more and more and more money every year. And I don't think continued growth like that is healthy or, or sustainable at all. Yeah, because eventually, eventually you run enough people out of the industry. Whoever's left is not going to be able to pick up the slack from all those all the talented and experienced people who've decided to leave. Yeah, agreed. And and apparently they let go of some people that have been at either of these companies for a long time, like ten to fifteen years, and that just sucks because you think you're at a place where. You know, you're stable and you can be there maybe until you want to retire. And nope, sorry. See you later. But hey, later we'll be hiring some more people. Why not? It just it it makes it makes the numbers look good now because that's 800 plus employees that you don't have to pay. You know, that's that's a lot of money in salary and benefits and everything. And that, that it just it's disgusting. It, it sucks that. The industry works this way um, because, you know, you you staff up to release these projects and then you just let go of all the people. And that's just it's dumb. It's really dumb. You know, I saw some people saying that video games should maybe change to work like uh, the movie industry where there's a lot of contractors pretty much um and you know each kind of each contractor different company has a different role in the project and then they just move on to the next one rather than all being under you know fucking i don't know Lionsgate, for example and you know then oh that movie's done see you later you know i don't know and there's also a lot of a lot of calls for game developers to unionize as well based off of this sort of stuff mm-hmm yeah, I, I'm not sure if there's any one solution to any of this, but man, yeah, just, I hope those people find jobs. I hope, yeah, it's anytime something happens like this, you hope people land on their feet because nobody deserves to be axed like this. Absolutely. And, you know, unionization, I think, would have some good benefits, but I think it could have some downfalls with it as well. Um, and then, you know, I think another piece of this is that you think about Activision and Blizzard and what have they put out over 2018 that was a major hit besides Black Ops 4. And 
you know, Forsaken, I think, did well, but not to their uh, liking. They said, you know, apparently that Overwatch has fallen a little bit flat. Uh, Heroes of the Storm has fallen flat. Definitely. Uh, Blizzard hasn't really put anything major out, and they said they're not going to for 2019. So how do they get those properties and, and reinvest in them to, you know, get people excited about them again? You know, I, I, I'm not trying to justify laying off 800 people, but, you know, you, you just look at their output and you go, okay. I, I also, I look at their output and I'm like, how the fuck did you have a record year with what you put out? You know, oh, there's so many things about this that just doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, hmm. uh, we may never know. But despite all that, we should celebrate video games and the great video games out there. And the people who make them. Uh, let's talk about the Dice Awards. They had a dice ceremony out in Las Vegas. And there is a list of awards here. Holy crap. Um, you want to alternate here? Uh, sure. Want to go from the bottom up since the top one is the probably the most important one. Sure. Um, starting first with Outstanding Achievement in Animation. What's Spider-Man? I think that makes sense. Hmm. Outstanding Achievement in Art Direction to God of War. Hmm. I think you'll, you'll notice a theme that God of yeah. War fucking cleaned house at these awards. Yeah. Outstanding Achievement in Character went to Kratos from God of War, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, I think Kratos, you know, we talk about it in our awards, like, much better, but... Um, I'm not sure if I would have went with Kratos for this award. Yeah, I don't know. That's a strange one to me. Yeah. Um, and then we have Outstanding Achievement in Original Music Composition, also to God of War. All right. That's a great soundtrack. Outstanding Achievement in Sound Design, God of War. <laughs> and the last, out, well, not the last, the Outstanding Achievement in Story is God of War. Yeah, the only award that Red Dead Redemption 2 won was Outstanding Technical Achievement, which I just find it fascinating that they, that Red Dead, that's the only thing it got. Mm. The action game of, action game of the year, Celeste. Yeah. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. I guess they don't, ha- the they don't have, to be fair, they don't have a category for platformers. No, they don't. Adventure Game of the Year, God of War. Family Game of the Year, Unravel 2. All right. Which is surprising. I I honestly would have went with, say, a... Well, is Smash a family game? I think it can be, but I don't don't think it's family first. I would also put Overcooked above Unravel 2. Yeah. Definitely. Um... Fighting game of the year went to Smash Brothers. God, it's not a fighting game. Yeah, it is. It's not a fighting game. It's a different fighting game. Fucking shit. Racing game of the year, Forza Horizon 4, no surprises there. Role-playing game, Monster Hunter World. Sports game of the year, Mario Tennis Aces. Mm. All right. Strategy slash simulation game of the year went to Into the Breach. It is fantastic. Outstanding achievement in online gameplay goes to Fortnite, which 
Mm, I don't know. I mean, understandable, but I don't know. It's a little bit of like a fart in the wind when Fortnite wins anything. Uh, immersive reality technical achievement went to to not to Nandy, which I never heard of that game. Hmm. Immersive reality game of the year goes to Beat Saber. <laughs> nice. Uh, outstanding achievement for an independent game went to Celeste. Uh, Portable well game of the year is Florence. Outstanding achievement in game design, God of War. Outstanding achievement in game direction, God of War. Game of the year, God of War. So yeah, God of War did very well in these awards. Yeah, I would say. I think at what, what I think a stunning fact about what God of War did is they won nine of I think twenty three awards, which has never been done before. I think at the Dice Awards, and. I felt like in 2017, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild was kind of a pretty unanimous winner for Game of the Year in a lot of places, and that only took home four awards. Mm. <laughs> so just just crazy how how great God of War is. But hey, single-player games are dead. Yep, absolutely dead. Single-player content is the reason we're not making money. All right. Let's talk about a multiplayer game then. Apex Legends. For a little bit here. Apex Legends, there's a Valentine's Day event going on right now through the February 19th uh, where you can earn certain things. There are some very expensive skins for sale. They're like 10 bucks a skin for a single weapon skin and a single banner frame. 10 oh bucks each. Sheesh. So yeah, they're pretty steep. That's that's a big thing going out there that uh, Apex Legends skins are way too expensive. Yeah, that, that that's that's a little too much. Um, but we can earn a live die live badge by reviving a player on our team. Ooh. That is pretty much it for the event. Um, but yeah, I played I mentioned I played it today and yeah, it's I didn't notice stability things before, but it definitely... I felt it run a little bit smoother today. That's good. Even though I... I don't know, it just felt smoother. I'm not sure if I could visually see it, but it, I don't know. It's, it seems good. Oh, shit, that's the other thing I played. I, I played some Fallout 76 today just to see what state that game was in. Any better? I think it is, but by virtue of the server being only half full. <laughs> but it did yeah. run smooth. It ran very smooth while I was playing it. Like, a lot better than it was at launch. That's good. Mm. But back to Apex Legends. There is a hunt going out out there right now in Apex Legends. People are searching for stuffed dinosaurs. Ooh. If you find 10 stuffed dinosaurs across the map, I think this is if everyone collectively finds 10 stuffed dinosaurs, there is a Loch Ness monster that pops up in the water. It's, yeah, it's, wow. So this has actually happened? Yeah, this has actually happened. Wow, I find it just crazy that uh, everybody kind of stumbled upon these dinosaurs for that to happen. Mm -hmm. That's pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah, cool stuff like this. 
I like when games do weird things. Yeah. I think it's cool for Apex Legends to do this sort of stuff because this is kind of the stuff or, or, or one of the things that I think has made Fortnite popular and, and had it stick around is just a little tiny secrets that you can find around the map. I think the more of this, the better for Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. And of course, Apex Legends coming from Respawn has a lot of DNA shared with Titanfall 2. And apparently... Titanfall 2 is getting a resurgence of players coming back to it. Um, so, yeah, on PC, it's pretty much uh, doubled its player count. And, yeah, th- there are more players playing on PlayStation 4. That's just wanted me to... That I just wanted to say that leading into the sale that is going on. Because Titanfall 2, if you are a PlayStation Plus member... Is only seven dollars and fifty cents if you're if you're interested Ooh. in going back to that. Which I, I we both originally played this on Xbox One. I think I might buy it again for seven fifty on PS4. I might just do that. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. But yeah, there's a sale going on. The Critics' Choice Sale. We'll be reading PlayStation Plus prices. I'll start from the bottom here. That's the middle column, just so you know. Uh, let's go here. I have Wolfenstein 2. The new Colossus is 20 bucks. Damn. Uh, 1979 Revolution Black Friday. 360. Are you reading all of them? No. <laughs> because that's a very weird one for you to just start with. Yes, and you know, I, I decided that's a game that we never really talked about, so I'll throw it out there. I I don't even know what that is. It is an indie title. I know that. That much. Came out uh, two years ago, I think. I'll give you another indie title. Wizard of Legend. $11. Nice. Amnesia Collection is $9 if you want some horror. What Remains of Edith Finch? Eight bucks. You can get Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2 together for $15. You can get the Battlefield 1 Premium Pass for $15. Or you can get Battlefield 5 for $24. Mm. Wow. They're trying to boost that player count before they launch their Battle Royale. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, If you are anticipating Ubisoft releasing a Watch Dogs 3 this year, you can catch up with Watch Dogs 1 and 2 for $21. Uh, Celeste is $12. It's a great price for that. Hmm. Let's see. Oh. If you want to play a, a CRPG like Pillars of Eternity or Torment, or, or, or Tyranny, Torment Tides of Numenera is on sale for $15. Wow. I might honestly hop on this next one here. Destiny 2 Forsaken Annual Pass. Um... $25 it's on sale. Mm. Thumper for 5 bucks. Wow. Um Doom and Wolfenstein 2 bundle for $28. That's fucking Damn. awesome. Wow. You can get everything to play in the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt complete edition for $15. Holy shit. Uh this is the lowest price I think I've seen this game. Grand Theft Auto 5 for $15 if you want to help keep it on the NPD. Mm. If you want to catch up on Elder Scrolls Online through the Somerset 
which is I will admit is not the latest. You can get uh, the Somerset upgrade for fourteen dollars. Nice, uh, a game that huh, I feel went under the radar last year. And that I loved, but then literally I stopped playing at like the last like temple area. Guacamelee two for twelve dollars. Mm. Super hot is available for ten dollars, or Super Hot VR for fifteen dollars. Wow. Uh, Madden nineteen is fifteen dollars. Nice. Uh, if you want to get hyped, uh, even though it's it's out now, but Metro Redux. You get Last Light in 2033. It is $9 right now for those games. That's a game I am probably going to download this weekend, the uh, Metro Exodus. Yeah. I'm wondering, like, I really want to play Exodus, um, and I've only played about half of 2033, but I really want to just dive into Exodus. I don't know if it's, that's a bad idea or there not. Are some, there are some really interesting story things that happen in those first two Metro games. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if I should just try to blast through them. I would recommend play. I think they're worth playing through. You know, maybe maybe just put it on easy mode or whatever, and just fucking yeah, have do the it. dang thing. Uh, the Spyro Reignited trilogy is thirty dollars. So we talked about this franchise last week. Okay. Need for Speed. Oh God. Is five dollars. Need for Speed Payback is six dollars. <laughs> mm. You can get the South Park video game collection for $32. Includes wow. the Fractured Butthole Gold Edition and Stick of Truth. Nice. Um, let's see. Red Dead Redemption 2 Special Edition is $54. Red Dead Redemption 2 Base Edition is on sale for $40. That's pretty good. Um, and a game that I think you enjoyed, Old Man's Journey, yes. is $5. I played it on mobile, but I heard the PS4 port is just fine. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider for $30 if you want to find out why everyone hates Lara now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that game is coming to Game Pass on Xbox, which is interesting. We've got Red, I need to get on that, but good. We've got Red Dead Redemption 2 for 40 bucks. Yeah. Lots of good games on this sale. Oh, yeah. Nino Kuni really? 2 Revenant Kingdom for $30. I would say maybe you would like that game after you're done with Kingdom Hearts. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, also there's a lot more. So much to do. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a lot more on this list. If you're interested, go check that out on the PlayStation Network store. It's called the Critics' Choice Sale. All these deals available until March 1st, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Get on it. And now it is time to talk about the new games coming out this week. Tyler, would you like to get us started? This looks very anime. Yeah, it does. Um, there's also some big games out this week, too. Um, Alventasia. That's Chronicles. not what that says. Alvin, wait, what? Alvatasia. No. How would you say that? Alvastia. Alvastia. Oh, my God. Jesus. I butchered the hell out of that. Alvastia Chronicles on Vita and PS4. Cross by. 
set out on an adventure in a retro-style world. After encountering the man who killed their parents 10 years ago, Elmia and her brother Alan set out to avenge their debts and restore peace to Alvastia. Mm. Code Realize Winter Tide Miracles is available on PlayStation 4 and Vita, <laughs> digital and retail. Discover a new Yuletide tale as Steel City is covered in a blanket of white. Uncover fresh intrigue as Cardia develops... De- uh, Cardia delves into the mysteries of her own family and the dashing suitors. Ooh. Uh, can- Canarium on PS4. Canarium is a chilling game following four scientists who challenge what we normally consider the absolute limits of nature. Inspired by H.P. Lovecraft's uh, novella At the Mountains of Madness, largely set after the original story. Mm, Next is Degrees of Separation on PlayStation 4. Degrees of Separation is a 2D puzzle platformer in which duo Ember and Rhyme use their contrasting powers to manipulate heat and cold to overcome obstacles. Through cooperation, they will learn about each other and the fate of their worlds. Right on. PlayStation VR. Developed exclusively for PlayStation VR, Eden Tomorrow is a story-driven science... Sorry, sci-fi action game. The main characters are human plagued by amnesia in in a drone called Newton who must work together to survive on a hostile alien planet. Good thing you are uh, recording on your end because I lost you for a little bit in there. (laughs) Alright, just marking that timestamp down before I talk about Far Cry New Dawn. There's a new Far Cry game. Dive into a vibrant post-apocalyptic Hope County, Montana, 17 years after a global nuclear catastrophe. Lead the fight against the highwaymen who seek to take over their last remaining resources, or fight alongside a friend in online co-op. So I do think it's good that this game is only $40, because goddamn does it look like more of the same. I mean, I think that's what the reviews are saying. Yeah. Next up is Hyperjam PS4. Hyperjam is a neon-soaked arena brawler with a dynamic perk drafting system that makes each match different from the last. The fusion of lethal weapons, stackable perks, furious combat, and killer synthwave soundtrack will keep you coming back for more. Mm, okay. Next is Intruders <laughs> Hide and Seek. We've got a man with a skull on his shoulders. A big old... I don't know what animal that is. Deer? I can't say. It might be deer, it might Mm. be elk, who knows? Yeah. But Intruders Hide and Seek is a first-person stealth game and an an intense thriller combining psychological terror with the point of view of a defenseless boy. Three dangerous intruders slip into the house and your only option is to hide. Oh, next up is Jump Force, PS4 Digital and Retail. Yeah. The most famous manga heroes are thrown into a whole new battleground, our world, uniting to fight the most dangerous threat. The Jump Force will bear the fate of the entire humankind. Ultimate Edition launches February 12th. You want to play some Jump Force? You want to play some anime brawler fight? It's kind of a fighter, but it's, I don't know. 
I'll pass. Um, is is the jump force like an actual lore thing, or mm, I don't is this think like so. all new? No, this is just a mashup of all the uh, Shonen Jump animes. Oh, Shonen Jump okay. is kind of a, it's it's a popular uh, manga series. So it's kind of a I guess you'd call them a publisher. I don't know how it really works over there in the in the anime zone. How business is done, but. <laughs> The they all they all fall fall under the same umbrella, mm. but they are definitely separate worlds. They definitely did not canonically cross over at any point. This is just a, this is basically Smash for anime. Yeah. Ah, all right. The King's Bird is next. Escape into a world kept secret by a tyrant and discover the truth about your freedom. The King's Bird is an artistic, momentum-based game that seamlessly combines precision platforming with physics-based gliding. All right. Um, next up is The Liar Princess and The Blind Prince. PS4, digital, and retail. After accidentally blinding a noble prince, a wolf dons a princess disguise to help set things right. Transform between the wolf and the princess to solve puzzles, evade traps, and guide the prince through the dangerous forest towards a cure. All right, look, I know we have Crash Team Racing remastered on the horizon. <laughs> but if you want to get your fix in kart racing, might I suggest Meow Motors on PlayStation yeah. 4. Meet the kitties, the main heroes of this go-kart racing game. Overcome obstacles by drifting through mines and bombs, blast your competitors with astonishing weapons, and gather power-ups to be the fastest driver on the track. Right on. Uh, Metro Exodus. PS4 Digital and Retail. Flee the shattered ruins of Moscow of the Moscow Metro and embark on a continent-spanning journey across the post-apocalyptic Russian wilderness. Lose yourself in a sandbox survival experience and, and follow the thrilling storyline. Mm. Yeah, I, I might have more to say about that game next week. Uh, but for now... I must inform you about Minesweeper Genius. You ever play Minesweeper, the Windows Minesweeper game? A few times. I'm not I'm not entirely great at it. I'm pretty fucking baller at Minesweeper. It's my kind I of game. I would imagine, it's a, it's you a nice, nerd. Nice fucking nerd <laughs> over here. All right. I'm a Minesweeper Genius. Train your brain. Help Aristotle... The genius with a broom sweep the minefield to regain his memory and escape from the alien scientific exper experiments, discovering where all the bombs were hidden. I imagine this is a minesweeper game. Just, yeah. you know, by that description and, you know, the title. Yeah. Uh, next up is Mix Up by, is that Paugi? PS4 and Vita. Uh, cross by. The Mixed Up Anagram Puzzle where three connected words are hidden among a jumble of letters. There's only one solution that uses every letter once, and it's more challenging than you might think. Ooh, we've got another Nekopara game. Nekopara oh Volume 2. Heartfelt Neko comedy opening for, open for business. This newest edition will feature a new opening movie and theme song, and new hand-drawn art from the, from Neko Works, and new fully voiced story scenes. These are cat girls. 
Yeah. Just, just to put that out there. You won a cat girl video game. It's out uh, there. La- last game is uh, Zing The Land Beyond on PS4 and PSVR. Zing The Land Beyond is an atmospheric first-person puzzle adventure game set in the afterlife. In death, you will find yourself on a journey across a series of mysterious lands filled with the thoughts and personalities of the long lost. Hmm. And available on PlayStation Music is Ariana Grande's Thank You Next. Uh, there's a Best of Everything album, uh, Tom Petty stuff. Yep. Oh, man. The Grammys were on, which is always a dumpster fire. Yeah. Past weekend. Oh, well. Fuck. That's yeah. that. We're going to go play some Apex Legends. Dude, let's do it. I'm I excited. I've been ready. looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. I've been I've been looking forward to it since we agreed upon doing it. All right. Well, in order to get to that, I'm going to need to end this show. If you need to get in contact with us, you can do that via email at playstationreportpodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at psreportpodcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth, and you can find Tyler at Plugged on Vids. That's him, his Twitter, and his YouTube channel. Yeah. Oh, boy. We did it. We're at the end of the episode. So until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and... Listen to Beast in Black, because they're bitching.